All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started because i got a ton of material now. I'm not going to get through it. So just kind of skip it. I got so, Lord, thank you for the chance to get together this morning, Lord, and uh, let me know we are needy people. We have a lot of uh, heart-heavy, Lord, with all the sickness going on around us. Uh, for Jamie's boss's daughter, Lord, that just sounds really, really sad. And just pray that you'd be in that situation and help the wisdom and discernment to work in that situation and work with the family and uh, as always want to lift up uh, pastors Randy and, and Jim and just uh, that you continue to, to be with them draw them close to you Lord and um, thank you for them and, and the service they've done for you and just thank you again for the chance to meet this morning and pray that you'd speak to us through your word in Jesus name Amen yeah, I've been teaching in the journey um, we have a lot of uh, life issues folks in that class, and uh, a lot of them don't have a lot of exposure to, to really any people. So, the last several years, we got some more advanced in here. So, uh, well, like not in this knowledge. I don't want to like insult you. Things I'm going to go through. We can forget with you. You can forget, yeah. And I'm there with you on that. So, so anyway, so what I was going to do when Brian hit me up, you know, I've been, I've been uh, in my personal thoughts. I've been dwelling on my uh, Jeremiah, uh, what's going on in our nation right now. I mean, we're living in some scary times, and it's like, where's God in some? What, what? Why don't he step in to do something? And those are the things that Habakkuk just addresses head on. So I thought Habakkuk uh, handout. I, I went through the Bible a few years ago in the journey class. I went through the Bible and, and the handout Habakkuk that we're going to go through because it's really a Go to sleep on. Minor books still pack a wallet. So Habakkuk is one of our minors. Uh, which each book of the Bible, there's kind of a theme. Book of why. Habakkuk is like, why is going on? Where's God in uh, It was written, you know, I got some stats there about the book. It was written in the 625 BC. It's three chapters. Habakkuk. 
It's not a chronological order, and when we kind of put it in chronological order, things make sense. Um, you know, this is king of Israel. and then Solomon and the kingdom split. You guys are all and this is the tribes of Judah. Downhill fast. And while they were that downhill Daniel and Ezekiel all were writing about the same time, about the same situation. I'm sure they knew each other. and Zephaniah lived through or maybe were killed in, when Jerusalem was sacked by the Babylonians. During all of that, eventually sacked Jerusalem. So all these books are writing about the evil Babylonians and that's exactly what Sin and wickedness are rampant, and the back is wondering why is this going on? With God at why ain't you doing something about it? And if that ain't us today, that's us today. Especially with the whole capital thing going on a few weeks ago, and it's like, man, we're falling apart. That's why I kind of chose this book. So I, I like the way Habakkuk lines up. Um, you know, I'm, I work at AMC Theaters, so I always like to equate things to movies. Um, Habakkuk and Zephaniah are short little books so they're like the trailer to the movie that's coming whereas Daniel, Ezekiel, like Jeremiah that's more of the full this is all the details of what's going to happen when these prophecies happen so that's why I look at it so Habakkuk is a little trailer um, alright so book of Habakkuk point A that's when it was written the 50,000 foot summary Overcoming fear and doubt when your faith is tested. You know, Habakkuk really teaches us living in this situation. How do we get through it and, you know, stay with God? How does God get us through it and where's God at in it? And when we're testing our faith. Key verse, um, Habakkuk 2 4. Blessed his soul which is lifted up. Now he's talking about Babylon there. He, Behold his soul which is lifted up. He's going to be destroyed, this Babylon guy. But the just And that's, of course, the New Testament. Paul quoted that three times in the New Testament. Looking back to Habakkuk. I don't have time to get into the details of, of how it was quoted. But Alright, then point D at the bottom. Toward the bottom there. Christ in Habakkuk. You know, every book of the Bible is, is about the Lord. And Christ can be found in every book, so I always try to point it out in every book. And he actually calls him the God of my salvation there in 318. 
Alright, so moving on. Who is this Habakkuk? This is what it's pretty cool. It's a weird name, Habakkuk. You can hardly spell it sometimes. I always have to get check myself. Um, it's, uh, it's not a common name, and even in the Hebrew language it, it wasn't common. It was actually the name of a herb, the Habakkuk. So Habakkuk tea or something. And the name means uh, like an embrace. Love's embrace, or one who embraces. It's kind of in the setting of like a wrestler. You're embracing something to win or to gain, to hold. We'll get to more about that in a little bit. Uh, very little is known about Habakkuk. The next point. You know, a lot of these binders, uh, some of them are pretty obscure. About, I like reading the um, the Jewish Jewish friends have the the midrash and the the uh, the Talmud and things that they they keep a lot of oral traditions. So I, I, it's all online. So I like to read that stuff to kind of fill in just for my own edification about things. They teach that there's a couple different teachings that he, he was part of the Shunammite woman, and I, I listed it out on my handout. I'm not going to read it all, but the most popular theory that they teach, our Jewish friends, is that he was a Levite from Judah, living in Jerusalem, a priest who worked in the temple, Habakkuk, which really matches more of the Bible, like what we read about him in Scripture, particularly in chapter 3. Um, uh, let's see, Psalm I'm kind of skimming through here. So I have, yeah, he talks about the Shiganoth uh, in three one. That's an instrument that was only used in the temple. So in, in chapter three, Habakkuk makes a statement. I, I'm writing a song for my songwriter to play on the Shiganoth. You know, and that's a that's a very priest temple thing that he would be doing. He's called the doubting Thomas. He had questions for God. But he grew in his faith journey. That's what we'll talk about this morning. He was preaching at the same time as Jeremiah. Jeremiah on there. Ezekiel was actually more after, but Jeremiah was was also in there. And Lamentations. Um, back at one five, God's doing something big. Now this is kind of cool. I mean, Paul quotes back several times, and uh, one of the times is when Paul's missionary journey, and he's trying to convince. Them. He's telling them that there's, you know, as it was written by Habakkuk, big things are coming, amazing things. So he uses Habakkuk to back some of that up. It's in Acts 13.41. Alright, so the outline of the book. Point F. It's three chapters, and it's pretty simple to break down. Um, I got a little breakdown that's coming up on the next page, but the thing that's different with, with Habakkuk is, is in all the other prophets, it's about God speaking to the prophet. Go tell the people that bad things are coming, or go tell them whatever. But Habakkuk is a conversation between Habakkuk and God. He's just, he's, uh, Habakkuk is seeing all this wickedness in the city and beyond. He's talking to God and like really questioning why is this happening? Where are you at? And it's kind of things that we do. Sometimes I think we're afraid to question God. I know I am. When I, you know, there's like a line I don't want to 
across it, but I do wonder why are you doing this? And you know, why are why are these people? Why are bad things happening to these good people? Uh, well, Habakkuk crosses that line. To me, he just goes right in and says, "God, where are you at?" Uh, so it's, the whole book is a conversation between Habakkuk and God, uh, and and it's we see him grow. This is kind of what I was going to talk about this morning. I, out in chapter 1, verse 1, he's very heavy-hearted with this burden of sin that's going on where he's at. It's like we are heavy-hearted. Watch the news. Just bad things all the time. Just, just like with Jamie's boss. It's just sickness, bad things. But by the end of it, when God kind of takes me through chapter 2, he's praising the Lord. Uh, the last two verses of the book, man, he's he's on a, the mountain with God, really praising God. He's he's joyous. Uh, he starts out crying about this burden, but he ends the book up just really happy and joyous and singing. So, so obviously there's some things we can learn here. So, all right. So, the way we'll break this down. Any questions so far? I'm going kind of fast, but you guys are keeping up good. All right. So we're going to look at each kind of chapter by chapter. The first chapter is, is about Habakkuk wondering where is God. And if someone could read for me, I need to get a drink. Uh, chapter 1, just verses 1 through 4. I'd appreciate that. Okay, thanks, Lance. As, as we're doing this, Jim, just so you have a little background. So yeah. A few months ago, I went through Zephaniah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, Jim, I'm Jim. Uh, Randy's going through First Peter right now, which okay, cool aligns with all of it. But so this hmm. fits in actually very well with things that we've looked at in the last you know several months. Well, that is good. Yeah, Zephaniah, he's the exact same time. Right. Exactly. He sees things a little different. Very cool. I didn't know that. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Lance. The burden which Habakkuk, Habakkuk the prophet, did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry? and thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to hold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Yes, All right, thanks. Yeah, that's cool. He's starting out, he's crying, he's got a burden. How long will I cry? How long is this going to go on? He lives in Jerusalem. It's a city of God. It's a peaceful place. People loving God, loving others. But it's it's a place of wickedness. Uh, and in verse 3, he actually asks the question, you know, why do you show me these things and cause me to behold such grievance? You know, there's there's just wickedness, there's spoiling, there's violence. It's all around. Everyone's fighting each other. Verse 4, the law is slack. Uh, the bad people aren't getting punished. The wicked do whatever they want. So, the, I mean, you know, and obviously he's grieved with this, and it's just like where we live today. The wicked don't seem to be punished. They do whatever they want. And the, the deeds of the wicked affect the godly. And that's what he's seeing. And he's, that's where the question is, why, why is this... Why is this going on? Where are you at? And now, uh, verse 5, at the paragraph marker, that's where God answers him. 
And what's what's surprising is the answer that God gives him. Well, let me, let me just, I'll just read it here. Verse 5 says, Behold, this is God answering his question, like, where are you at? What are you doing about this wickedness? Verse 5, Behold, ye among the heathen in regard, and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days which ye will not believe, even though it's going to be told to you. So God says, I'm getting ready to do something amazing. You're not going to believe it. And then verse 6, he tells him, God says, For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, that bitter and hasty nation which shall march through the breadth of the land and they're going to possess your dwelling places that are not theirs. They're terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed out of themselves. Their horses are faster than yours. And he goes on to tell them they're going to come in there and they're going to destroy you guys. So back is like, what? That's not what he's expecting. You know, and then we're the same way. Sometimes we don't like God's answer. So... What he's doing here, let me, let me, I'm going to erase this. I'm going to draw again. I had to bring my supplies over. I came over the other day, and you guys don't have squirter fluid, so it's like, oh man, I had to bring my own. What Habakkuk is experiencing, it's the same thing we experience when we, when we go to God and we. He's entering in on this faith journey that we're going to talk about. And on the last page of your handout, I actually tried to draw it. Um, I'm going to use black. This is kind of a graph of our Christian life, in a way, our faith journey. We all start out... I'm going to divert from the handout for a second. We all start out down here. We we, we uh, trust Christ as our Savior. We get saved, and we're in that honeymoon period. I'm use a different color. We're in that honeymoon period for a while. Love going to church. Love listening to K Love. Man, they play my favorite songs. Everything's cool. I mean, I, I, all the stoplights are green when I when I travel through town. Life is good. I'm serving the Lord, reading my Bible, learning stuff. And you kind of hit this peak. And then pretty soon, you know, church isn't as fun. You don't like the songs on Caleb anymore. They play them so often. It's like mind-numbing. <sighs> yeah. You know, you can get me started on that. But stoplights are always red. You know, just this is no fun no more. And then someone you love or care for gets really sick. This is not what I signed up for. So you start kind of coming down. And that's where Habakkuk is kind of at here in chapter 1. He's like, man, this is not fun anymore. Wickedness in the streets and all this kind of stuff. People are sick. And he's entering in chapter 1 what I call in the handout like a season of doubt. Like this, you know, this is not what I signed up for. I used purple. He's saying what I signed up for. God, where are you at? You know, do something. And when people hit this point, I've worked in life issues for many years now with Steve, and that's why I like when it kind of came up with this, because when they hit this point of doubt, and this season of doubt, most people will just peter out and just quit coming. They'll just give up. This ain't what I expected, this, this God thing, and they just quit. Um, now, but what Habakkuk does is, and he'll, we'll see this in chapter 2, 
is he works. He, he, he has a method for clinging to God and getting through this season of doubt through chapter 2 and then so he can get to chapter 3 up here. We'll kind of get to that as we go. So right now he's in this chapter chapter 1 season of or entering his season of doubt because he just heard some very bad news what he expected. So let me flip over here to uh, see, one, four, two. Yeah, so what, what we're getting ready to talk about is what is, is his namesake. His name means embrace, like a wrestler. So what he's fixing to do is to cling to God through this gray area. You know, like a little kid, you know, our kids, I think most of us have had kids, and they'll grab your leg and you got to walk around with them on. They won't let go. They're going where you go. That's what Habakkuk does here. In chapter 2, toward the end of chapter 1, chapter 2, like his name, an embrace, like a wrestler, he grabs God by the leg and God brings him through this season here. Now, the verse I put, I think I put the Mark verse, because I found this in the New Testament. Uh, Yeah, Mark 9.24. In the New Testament, that's the story where the guy, one of Jesus' followers, he's following Jesus around, but his son gets real sick. And he's like, man, Jesus, I don't know what to do. And Jesus says, well, do you believe? And he says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. You know, And that's the way we are when we're going through our season of doubt, through our tough time. We do believe, we know the truths, we know our Bibles, but we need help. And we have to like do the Habakkuk. We've got to embrace God and just ride, ride it through with Him. And that's what He does in kind of chapter 2. So, um, so let's look at chapter 2. I think that's 10 or 2. Yeah, i got to shut down around 10, 10-ish because we're teaching in the Mighty Warriors this morning too. So i got to set up. we got our, our little box of scary things there we got to set up before the, before the kids get in. Alright, so that was chapter 1. Habakkuk's wondering about where is God. Now chapter 2 is waiting on God. And this is the step that he does to embrace. Um, Can someone read uh, 2-1? Yeah, thanks, Lance. What are you going to? Sure. Yeah. I've got to get another. How many verses? Just uh, verse... No. It's 22 or 10 Um. Yeah, I'm looking here. I would say one through three. This will about that block. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Yes, very cool. Thanks. All right, so God in chapter 1 told him this bad news. I'm going to do something amazing. You're going to be destroyed. what he said. So Habakkuk, so here's what, here's what we can learn from what Habakkuk did in chapter 2. He did those three things I put in the block there. He, he said, I will stand upon my watch, and I'll set me upon the tower, and watch to see what he will say unto me. So he did the whole stop, look, and listen thing. He's going to stop and wait on the Lord. 
it's awkward having to pause. Like, but that's what we have to do sometimes. We have to stop, wait, and listen for him. And then like, like Lance read there, God said to write it down, which I think is key. Um, so we watch, we just take a pause, we get along with the Lord in our prayer tower when we're here at this season of doubt, patiently waiting for Him to tell us something, and then write. And this is a something I've meant. I tell the journey people all the time. It's so important. One of our infirmities that Paul mentions in the New Testament is uh, we don't remember. I mean, that's just a human thing. The Israelites battle it. They, they, they just don't remember. They leave Egypt and they, they want to go back. It wasn't that bad. You know, and they don't remember how bad it was. And we don't remember so many times. I'm so guilty of this. I don't remember what God's done for me. So God tells them back, what I'm going to tell you, you need to write down. And I tell our my Life Issues buddies, as you're climbing this hill, loving the Lord, serving the Lord, Prayers are being answered. Write it down. Get a prayer journal. All of us should have a prayer journal. Keep track of what God does for us. So when we enter this scary time, this season of doubt, we can look at that and say, man, God, He's he's been good to me. I've been saved personally myself uh, about 33 years or so. Uh, He's been so good to me. And if I really stop and, and look at what I've wrote down in my Bible and in my prayer journal... Uh, I have a history that he's not you know, leave me, of course, and he's not going to fail me. So Habakkuk wrote down what God is telling him. And then wait. I like the way, you know, waiting. He just waited on God. So now, when you think of a waiter, what's a waiter do? He serves. So Habakkuk is to serve, continue serving the Lord, wait on God, write down what he tells you stay in your prayer closet be on watch you know all those things so that's kind of way I broke down those three things that Habakkuk did to get him uh, through that through that time um, alright so what he does then that's kind of what that, that'd be kind of the definition of doing the Habakkuk what, if, you, if, if it was a dance you know whatever that stuff they do you know clinging to God's leg listening writing and waiting on him and we continue serving that's the important thing so many people want to give up and go back to square one they don't just stick with God and cling to his leg and just write it through alright so then uh, chapter 2 the last half of chapter 2 God gives uh, Habakkuk the five woes all the bad things that he's going to do to Babylon up there on the top. The third day is coming. God will do with all the wickedness and evil. They're going to be wiped out. Which, of course, is like Revelation 17, 18. Um, glory to the world to fill the waters. It's 10 till. I'm doing really good. So, worshiping God, the last one. Chapter 3. Um, let's see if I want to say more about this. Uh, no. And actually, it is a. I don't think I put it on this. I don't know if I put it on there. Yeah, I did. James 1, 2, and 3. The whole verse, the New Testament principle about knowing this that the testing of your faith worketh patience. 
that's what this is. Yeah, it's the New Testament application of doing the Habakkuk through this season of doubt. And then, uh, and then the, I think in James it says he, he may have do his perfect work in you, something like that. So get you back up here on the on the mountain. So let's look at chapter three. Uh, worshiping God, the prayer of Habakkuk. Oops. Where'd I go? Whoops, I'm in Zephaniah. Alright, so after the woes of chapter 2, he moves into chapter 3. Now Habakkuk is coming out. Chapter 3 would be, 2 is kind of in here. Chapter 3 is on the upswing. He's praising the Lord now. He's kind of got through it. He's, he's done the Habakkuk. Um, which I don't. I think I put it in here somewhere. It's, we can't really enjoy this this victory. We can't really enjoy the victories, and you guys know this: the, the victories in our life and the high points in our life, without going through the. We all go through this this season of, of doubt, and you know, even just watching the news. You know, we all this, the Lord's coming. We know all the. Signs, we know everything's coming, but when you see it played out on the news, and man, this is winding down. It's still scary. And, uh, so we're as a nation, we're kind of here, but... all right. So anyway, uh, chapter three. Uh, can someone read verses one and two? I will. All right. Thanks. A prayer of the prophet upon Shechem. Oh Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman, and the Holy One from from Mount Karan, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. Yes, perfect. That's good. So now it's a prayer of Habakkuk. It's no longer a burden, it's no longer crying. He's he's shaking it off, and he's writing a song with on the shiganoth, some kind of guitar thing. And this this actually reminds me of that song that's on Caleb. Now they play it about every twenty minutes. It's the 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 Lord do what you're famous for. Is kind of what Habakkuk is saying here. He said, hey, you know, you've God, you've helped us as a nation and as a people so many times over the years. You went before our enemies. You've protected us. You, you've done all these great things in our land. You need to do what you're famous for. That's basically what he's saying here the rest of this chapter, of this song, um, which again is on our remembering. You know, that's why I, now I put, this is the, that when God gives us the answer and we kind of start pulling through this, that we need to remember what he's done for us again. Um, and then accept the answer that he gave us, whatever it is, and then trust in him. Um, trust in him no matter what. So, chapter 3 is the song. Uh, it ends up... Yeah, he talks about all the things that he's going to do for them. It's which I mean, we're all Bible students, so we we see this in here. I mean, this is like big time millennial context, uh, but for a personal application, it's you know, he's all the great things he's doing for us. Um, he winds up the book, and I think this is really cool. In verse seventeen, um, this is how he's he's come to peace with what God's doing. 
in his life and in his land. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. So he's admitting things are going to get bad. So it, it's not going to be good around here. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold. There shall be no herd in the stalls. You know, it's just this is going to get bad. Verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk upon mine high places. And He ends the song. So it's like, wow, He ends it on a heck of a praise that, you know, I don't know what's going on. We're not going to have any food. It's just going to be bad. But God is in control. He is my strength, and he will make my feet like high feet walk on the high places, which you know could be like up here. It's his next level. We all want to get to here um, to get ready for the next valley. So that's kind of the book. That's what he does, and that's how he gets through it is by just taking what God said, uh, meditating on it, still serving. And then praising the Lord as as he got delivered from it, or he didn't get delivered. He got an answer. What's going to happen? So that's kind of how the book lays out. Um, let's see. I don't see any other. Yeah, well, I'm doing good. It's only ten to five till. All right. So then I put in. I always tried to put in all the books when I went through them. Uh, the historical view, as we talked about, that you know he lived during the when Jerusalem was sacked. The prophetical view, Habakkuk, is really about the second coming of the Lord and the, the millennial restoration of Israel and things like that. How does the book apply to me? Simply, you know, the book, the really Habakkuk speaks to me as how, how I need to cling to the Lord and trust Him, listen for Him, Take notes of what he te- does teach me and what I read to help and write his leg basically by doing the Habakkuk, getting through this dark time that we're in now, knowing that the better times are coming, either in this life or the next. All right, then I always did a conclusion. How's it help me Monday morning? Kind of the same thing uh, that I've, I've mentioned, but I would mention that what I did. I do tell my students that this is an example of of the walking by faith because you know a lot of times our, our especially new believers terms like you know don't walk by faith or by sight walk by faith they don't know what that means well this is practically what it means you know Habakkuk is at total peace because what God has what he's realized God is and what what he will protect Habakkuk he's listened to God he's been alone with God. He's focusing on God. Even though Babylon was raging outside the city gates, he wasn't looking at this. This is walking by sight. You know, people are looking at their bills, their car broke down, you know, there's loved ones in jail, their loved ones in the hospital, all the bad things that are going on around us. Habakkuk didn't focus on Babylon raging. He focused on God in his prayer tower taking notes and, and sticking close to God, doing the Habakkuk with God's leg. So, uh, so that's kind of the book. We're all somewhere on that journey. Hopefully we're all up here 
uh, I know I kind of shift all over, you know, sometimes, but uh, that's we're all on this same journey together. Uh, you can't experience the, you can't experience chapter three of Habakkuk where you can just rest in His protection and love and and, and, and faith in God without going through chapters one and two. And that's what Habakkuk showed us here. He went through those two and came out on three. It's all good. So that's kind of my lesson on doing the Habakkuk, the faith journey he was on. Any questions? It's pretty pretty simple. You guys have probably heard versions of it and things like that. And I I love Habakkuk. He's, he is one of my favorites. Him and Amos. I actually, whenever I went through the Bible, I, I did a. I did this handout for every book of the Bible, and I put it all in a big old big in here. Um, so it's easy for me to like when Brian hit me up Friday, like, oh man, I love a back whip out my thing. And uh, yeah, I've got a dozen or so. They're in a, a book that I didn't actually publish it. I just have a. I got this printer guy in New York that I send him the PDF, and he prints it. It's 574 pages. Of, uh, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of pages. But anyway, so I appreciate you guys. Uh, do we have anyone online? Let me see if there's any questions. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll wave some people there. I usually, me and Steve tag team over there, so, you know, I run the camera or he runs the camera. We kind of do a whole tag team thing. It works pretty good, so it's kind of weird to be by myself. So, anyway, we're early. It's only 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's good. And, and with Zephaniah, you know, the, the day of the Lord, so it, it's really interesting looking at that and that Habakkuk ends at three. Yeah. Which is that's where Zephaniah starts. Exactly. Because it's all about it's the book of the hidden is what it is, yeah. and that's how you can be hidden from Babylon by staying on God's leg, basically staying with God. Yeah, that's a good point. Zephaniah rolls rolls right into it. I love the the minor. I love the Old Testament, but I really love the minors. There's so much in each one of those, so much practical stuff for us. But yeah, Zephaniah is all about hiding in God's love to get you through the tough times. And, I love yeah. really good scriptures that encourage you from these smaller books. Yeah, they do. They're like, yeah. You know, like little gold pieces. They are. They're little, little cherry tomatoes, man. They, you don't expect them to be that powerful, but they are. They just blow up in your mouth. All right. So I'm going to close this out then. Or one of you guys care to close this out? Someone? I need to get another drink. Lance? Or Jeremy? I don't care. Lord, we thank you today for the chance to open your word and to gather together. Thank you for Jim's teaching and uh, all the preparation that uh, he and his wife did to get ready for the class today. Just uh, bless their time. Uh, in, the, in the kids' classroom as well. And Lord, help take us what, help us to take what we've learned and apply it to our life. Um, you lay out in your scripture what uh, what it is we are to do, and it's not uh, it's not hard to understand, Lord. But where we where we struggle is in actually doing it sometimes. So, uh, Lord, we just we just thank you for all you do for us. Amen. 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 Thanks, man. All right, everybody online. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for joining. You. Let me uh, close that out there. Yeah. That's cool, you guys. It's Zephaniah. That's real cool. I like that book. I love Zephaniah. That's right. Like the John 3.16. Uh, yeah. And then Steve Irvin.
three, which I found pulled out two four Habakkuk. Yeah. Seek the Lord, all you upon the earth, which have brought his judgment. Seek righteousness. Yeah, seek the Lord, seek righteousness, and seek meekness. And that, that's the point of the book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, I think it's his name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's high, high in God's love. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So that was good. That, that